ultimately believe you cannot be happy until you learn how to be happy alone. You have to yes. get to the point where you love yourself so much that you don't need anyone around you. Because yeah. once you get to that point, you that's where true happiness comes from. And then you'll be able to... And then not just be able to, but you'll find like-minded individuals like yourself Absolutely. that want the same things in life. Absolutely. So you really just have to look at the people that you're around. Are those people motivating you or are those people pulling you down? Right. So I- Welcome back to Self-Care with Sophia podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. We have my bestie, Q in the building, Mr. Unicorn Fitness Fam, trainer, life coach, entrepreneur, and like I said, my bestie. I've known him for almost over five years, and so it's been one hell of a relationship. And I'm just so, I'm so excited to introduce my friend to you guys because he's someone that inspires me, motivates me, and just really pours a lot into not only me, but our friendship. And I think it's just really important to cover some of the conversations we're going to have today. Um, So with that being said, I'd like to give you the floor. Yeah. uh, Thank you for having me. And Sophia, I mean, she's been an amazing addition to my life. Um, Definitely has helped me out with a lot of things. I definitely wouldn't be the person that I am without her today. And it's just, you know, truly blessed to, you know, be in this space to uh, not only share with the world the things I've learned, things I've experienced. And, you know, the conversation, you know, it's going to be a little juicy. It may be a little controversial. So um, just understand, you know, it's not no shots at anyone specifically. And, you know, we're just having a good time and hopefully, you know, you guys can learn a little bit um, just about the world. And also you may learn a little bit about yourself. So I'm excited to be here and, you know, let's get it. So anytime I have any guest on the podcast, I like to ask a specific amount of questions just so we can get to know these different individuals that come on. I, of course, know Q. Like I mentioned, I've known him for almost five years. And so... I know these things, but just so you guys can get to know him, we're going to start off by, um, I'm going to start off by asking you, what are you thankful for? What in this life are you thankful for? And um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a great uh, starting question. I mean, I'm very thankful just to be alive. Uh, I think a lot of people um, overlook the things that they're thankful for. And it's a lot of it's some basic stuff, being able to breathe, being able to walk. Um, I'm thankful for, you know, the continuous um, building process of my relationship with God. You know, I talk to God every day, or I, I at least try to. I'm thankful for having my family, my mom's health. She's had multiple uh, heart surgeries. I'm thankful for uh, my family. We continue to uh, become closer and closer as we get older. We start to realize what's truly important. We start to understand the true meaning of life and, you know, where like happiness really, you know, comes from. And overall, I'm just thankful for being me and, you know, learning every day and, you know, becoming the person that God intended for me to be. So um, I'm truly blessed and, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful life and I'm very thankful for that. Right. And I mean, saying that you're thankful to um, for life and to have God in your life, has it always been that way? Have you always been close to God or is that something that you think you've been building over the years? Um, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I've definitely been building with my relationship with God um, throughout the years. And I mean, he knows me best. And he knows it's been a struggle throughout the years, but he's always worked with me, um, even when times have been uh, really bad. I would say when I was younger, you know, growing up in a Christian family, um, religion um, has always been a part of my life, even if it's not, it hasn't been like the forefront, um, but it's always been there. Um, You know, I've always been a child of God 
and it was something that it was inevitable mm -hmm. you know so as I got older I truly started understanding the importance of building my relationship with God and you know just working on it every day and you know even if I make mistakes I'm not perfect God still loves me and it's the same for everyone you just have to build that relationship talk to God talk to God and you know work work through those issues and you know it's something that I'm very happy that I'm continuing to build with I'm continuing to build on and you know I'm very excited to see you know what God has in store for me in the futures right absolutely and you were you grew up in Chicago right um how was it growing up in Chicago and also, you know, being in, from what I understand, you know, growing up in tough situations and tough circumstances, trusting that God has always been there and knowing that you are not alone in that process. How was that growing up? Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up in Chicago, uh, especially in the hood, like where I'm from, you know, on the south side, um, shout out to O'Block, 69th and Wabash. But it was tough, you know, growing up on government assistance um parents on drugs you didn't see them you may not see your mom for three four days um, food stamps were scarce we have food stamps maybe the first week of the month and then me and my brothers you know we're at the gas station at the gas station hustling you know we're pumping gas for a dollar when we're eight nine years old wow and so, see i feel like we we hear these type of stories from third world countries and from places that we feel maybe underserved but these are things that happen in our back you know our backyard like Chicago is not far from where I live here in the Midwest and it's just so interesting to know that these struggles are real to know I think meeting Q it really did enlighten me to understand that not everyone had the luxury of growing up in a stable two-parent household with structure and with all the the resources that you might need and so what do you feel like motivated you because at any point Q you could have just given up like it doesn't matter I mean this is just what's for me this is what circumstances were presented to me what allowed you to shy away from that or to want more for yourself because there's plenty of people who yeah. don't do the same thing what what would you say sets you apart right well I'm no different from anyone else uh, I'm not gonna you sit here and so? like toot my own horn or anything <laughs> I but do if, feel but like you can toot to it a little bit because you put in a lot of work here I do feel like ever since a young age I always had a fire under me I always like you know growing up in Chicago very intelligent um from what I was told I was told I was different you know growing up I was told I was a golden child that I was gonna be something different you know I was better than you know posting up on the corner you know selling drugs doing this you know blah blah, blah you know so it was just a matter of time um honestly and you know, even making it out of Chicago was a blessing. You know, I, you know, I left Chicago when I was 13 years old. You know, if I was, you know, in high school in Chicago, I don't even know if I'd be alive right now. You know, so that's wow. a real, that's a real thing. And that's something I think about a lot. But um, I can't necessarily give you an answer. You know, when I reflect and think back when I was a child, you know, all I knew was Chicago. You know, there's people in Chicago that's never been out of Chicago, that's never going to make it out of Chicago. Some people think Chicago is a state. Right. That's all they know is Chicago. So growing up in that environment, you truly don't understand that it's a huge world and there's a lot of opportunity out there. Right. Unfortunately for me, you know, my mom, you know, you know, she just was fed up with Chicago. So she wanted to she wanted something different for her children. She wanted to provide, you know, a safe space for her children to grow and learn and and, you know, become successful and be, you know, uh, uh, productive members of society. So ultimately, 
it wasn't something I understood because when you're a kid, you know, you're you're um your your view of the world is so is so small. Like you don't understand that it's a huge world out here. So I'm very blessed for my mom and understanding that, you know, have one and better for your children is ultimately going to, you know, help them uh in their lives when they become adults. Because if I was still in Chicago as an adult, you know, I probably wouldn't even be here right now. So um Right. Right. And so you think that your mom taking you guys out of that environment and showing you something different and new, like that was what you think enlightened you to see that there's more to this world than your own circumstances in your own space and where you grew up? No, oh, absolutely. For sure. That was, that was the building blocks and like moving from Chicago. Um, it's, it's funny because like, and we always talk about this and I'll tell you this all the time. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see, I never seen a white person really in other than like watching TV until I was 13 years old. Wow. And maybe that's so hard maybe, to believe maybe sometimes 12. too. Yeah, you know, like the like to think that you did not see a white person until you were you said thirteen. That's insane. Like to me, I think like it's it's just hard to to imagine that you can really be in your own world in whatever sense that may look like, whether it be growing up in a, growing up in a small town or growing up in Chicago or growing up wherever. Because Chicago is a big city, and there's a lot of people. So. I find that to be very interesting. And so once your mom got you guys out of that circumstance and out of the hood, again, you had the opportunity of still having the same mentality. What allowed you to want to build? Because like you said, we talk about a lot and we have friends and we know people who just choose not to grow and be a better version of themselves, even if they were taken out of those circumstances. So again, like once you were taken out that space and you saw more and you saw different Mm-hmm. Do you think something else tapped in inside of you that, like, okay, now that I've seen more, I want more? Or what was it? Because you could have just found a similar crowd yeah. in a different space, well, I but think, you didn't. I think, you know, for me personally, I always wanted more for myself. Even when I felt that, like, living in Chicago, resources were scarce, like, I didn't have uh, many opportunities, right? Like, I was big into gymnastics. Uh, we I grew up in a very poor family, so we can afford those things, you know. Mm-hmm. So we used to flip on mattresses in the alley. But moving to uh, Iowa, I've always wanted more for my life. I think the biggest thing is I got older. Um, you know, I started really, uh, you know, reaching out to, like, other life coaches and people who were, like, um, you know, motivational coaches or helping people, you know, um, find their purpose. And that's kind of the one thing I kind of stuck with is, I need to find my purpose. I got to find my purpose. So I always had an open mind. I tried different things. When the pandemic started, I was fishing with my friend. Um, I started doing karaoke. Uh, you know, I was just trying different things. And I think that's the important thing. Is, uh, the, the most important thing in life is always having an open mind and try different things because you never know what you're really going to love and enjoy, you know? Yeah. So I think finding my purpose was the one thing that really made me think like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm that dude, you know, and from that point, it was just, you know, uh, developing skills and kind of perfecting your craft. And then like you kind of create an identity and then you realize, wow, like all the conversations I had with God, like this is this is the path. Right. This is it. You know, this is the this is the this is the uh, this is the journey that he designed for me. And absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just been a blessing to continuously build on that journey. And now I can see the bigger picture and, you know, I'm just so blessed. So. Uh, making it out the hood um, is one thing, but finding your purpose is a whole different ball game, and 
And that's what we all should be inspired to do is to find our purpose because that's going to lead to ultimate happiness. And I'm, I'm so glad you brought finding your purpose up because that's the perfect segue into what I want to ask you next. But what is your purpose? What is your why? And how were you able to tap into that? It's not an easy thing to do. Definitely not. I mean, for a while, I was actually confused on purpose. And you know, I thought purpose was finding a job that's going to make you happy, something that you can do. And, you know, they say, oh, if you can do this without getting paid and it's your purpose, something you just love to do. Right. But then I realized your purpose isn't a job. You know, your purpose is something that God intended for you to do. So I realized I realized my purpose was to motivate people. Mm. And it took me years to realize to figure that out because I thought my purpose was personal training. Okay. you know, my purpose is to motivate people. My purpose is to inspire people to be the best version of themselves. And I use training. I use other forms of like uh, motivational, um, you know, things to to help fulfill my purpose. So my purpose is to inspire it, to motivate people to be the best version of themselves, as well as just uplifting people when, you know, they're down, you know, um, having people understand that um, everything that you feel is just temporary. You may feel happy one moment, you may feel sad one moment. You can never be too high, you can never be too low. So um, yeah, you know, motivating people and, you know, just helping people find that true inspiration in life, you know, that's ultimately my purpose. And you know, I'm so blessed that I have a true understanding of that right now. Right. Absolutely. And just to give a clear definition of what your what purpose means, it's a, in regards to um, referencing dictionary.com. Purpose means the reason for which something is done or created or for which is something exists. And so I think you did a great job explaining that because ultimately Yes, you can be a personal trainer and that does fulfill you and that does make you happy. But the underlying intention behind it is you're inspiring so many Mm -hmm. people and you're helping so many people. And that's what it boils down to. You can be a personal trainer or you can be a life coach or you can be an entrepreneur. But truly, it's the fact of you're inspiring not only others, but yourself. And I think once we tap into what we know inspires us and what lights our lights our spirit on fire there's really the the, the sky's the limit and you know q being someone who is such an amazing inspiration to me and others like how do you stay disciplined i mean you he is an amazing trainer by the way he doesn't like he doesn't seem to have any days off in my opinion he's just always go 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 get into it and it's just second nature like it doesn't seem like he has to force himself to do these things it's really just in him and it's easy to see if you know Q personally you know that this is just what he does it's not like oh I gotta go to the gym today it's like I'm going to the gym today like I'm gonna go work out this is just what I do this is just who I am and so what what allows you to continue to be disciplined because I know for me it takes a lot to start something but then be consistent with it but then be disciplined enough to understand that this is something I want to continue on doing so what what inspires you to keep going but also to get better because that's what I see you're always doing is getting better within your craft well I think life is ultimately about just self-improving and there's one thing I hold on to and I tell myself this every single day um, every single day is an opportunity to learn, grow, and improve. We all should be striving to be the best that we can. And every day we have an opportunity to grow, to build on that. So when I wake up, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling myself, okay, Q, what do you have to do today? Yeah, go to the gym. Boom. I know if, if I can't get anything done, I can go to the gym and 
boom, I'm, I'm taking a step in the right direction. Um, so ultimately what motivates me and gets me going every single day is knowing that I woke up today and someone didn't wake up. Right. You know, and that that opportunity, I can't waste it because that person that didn't wake up, they didn't get that opportunity. So I'll be doing a disservice to the world, to myself, to the people that look up to me, the people that follow me, the people that are inspired by me. For me not to go to the gym when I when I'm perfectly fine, when I have two legs, two arms, I can walk, I can breathe. I'm fine. I have two eyeballs, two ears. You know, I have a mouth that works. I have yeah. a nose I can breathe out of. For me not to go to the gym would just be there just be a disservice to the world. So what truly motivates me is just understanding that I have an opportunity every day to get better, right. perfect my craft, um, become smarter, learn every single day, improve, grow every day. Because ultimately, that's building the person that God intended for me to be. So, yeah, I'm excited every day to get up and, and to work because that's all I know is work, you know. And I know each day you take a step in the right direction. Eventually, you'll be a mile ahead of everyone else. That Absolutely. person that didn't take a step, you're there every single day. You're taking those steps. Even yeah. if you take a small step, that inch is going to eventually lead, lead to a mile. So it's just the process of understanding every day you're continuously building. Right. And that's what ultimately motivates me. I mean, do you not have bad days? Because don't get me wrong. Like, I always tell myself like hey like I want to get up I want to be a better version of myself I want to go to the gym I want to pour into myself but as we know guys that it's not as simple as just doing it I mean it is and it's not like yes you can get up and go to the gym and get it done but do you not have bad days are there not days where you're just like I just don't want to do this of course. and what keeps you going of course and it's funny we talk about this all the time it, it leads back to moments right like yeah. there's moments you're going to be happy there's moments you're going to be sad I have bad days all the time but mm -hmm. those are things that I know first of all they're inevitable yeah. you know happiness and temporary sadness is temporary you know all these emotions you feel there's going to be bad days right the way I look at it is the bad days are the best days the days where you don't feel like going the days where you don't feel it those are the days where you can grow the most mentally because the moment you have a bad day, if you can reflect and you can dig back into your, your brain or dig back into memories and be like, hey, you know what? Last time I felt like shit. Last time, you know, I was I was horrible and I still got up and I still went to the gym. Right. And today you may not feel it. Think about last time when you're feeling you went. So that ultimately motivates me. So, yeah, I have bad days all the time. I would have a bad day like once a week. Right. I still go to the gym. The bad days is where I really go to the gym, actually. So... The days that you don't want to go is when you go the hardest. Absolutely. Ultimately. Absolutely. Okay. And, and I wake up in the morning and I say, you know, I'm blessed. Let's get it. Period. And is that a way that you also would consider you practicing self-care? Or do you practice self-care? Um, I personally, again, like I, I know Q, so it's kind of challenging asking some of these questions because I know him. I know the answers to these questions. But for the sake of the audience, would you consider going to the gym a way that you practice self-care or would you just say it's just what you do and it's just a part of who you are? Well, no, I would say it's a combination of both. It's definitely uh, practicing self-care. And there's a lot of different ways to practice self-care. You know, the gym isn't the only way. Um, but it, like I said, it's a good way to start. You know, if you don't know where to start, it's a good way to start because it's going to release dopamine. It's going to release serotonin, um, oxytocin, things like that. Just feel good chemicals. Happy hormones. Happy, happy chemicals. Hormones, exactly. <laughs> and it's going to lead to other things. So the way right. I look at it is the gym is kind of like... Um, it's like like the building blocks. And for mm -hmm. me personally, I wouldn't be the person that I am without the gym. So it's practicing self-care. Um, but there's other ways to practice self-care. I mean, honestly, my favorite way to practice self-care is just praying. 
you know, mm-hmm. praying to God and not asking God for anything. I just ask God for the strength to help me get through any adverse situations. I thank God for everything he's given to me in life. You know, I'm very thankful for my family. And I also ask him to provide them the strength to get through any adverse situation because, you know, tough times are, are, are inevitable. Right. And what makes, but here's the thing, and this is one thing I've learned throughout life, is tough times are made for tough people because God would never put a tough task on anyone that he doesn't think that can't handle it. He's going to give his toughest task to his toughest soldiers. Right. Um, so, yeah, t- self-care is a huge part of my life. Uh, and the gym is what kind of started that. And everything just kind of snowballed from there. Um, I really uh, got deep into self-improvement because of the gym. Without the gym, the gym was my foundation. Right. The gym, God, and the gym was my foundation. So it really just all, it's a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Once you pour into yourself in that manner and I believe the gym is a very helping coping mechanism in whatever way but once you start to pour into yourself it's really challenging not to find other ways to pour into yourself and so I feel like that's what you're saying as well like it all just boils down to consistent improvement like you mentioned that's something that you really strive for and so being that you come from you know circumstances that don't really it's it's not like everyone gets out of their situations and they're able to get to this point i think that you're honestly an anomaly an anomaly sometimes you know you did not have to be a better version of yourself it's a choice and so being that you've taken this on is this something that you think other family members around you have also done or do you find it challenging to be someone who's constantly working on themselves and maybe people around you don't quite understand that because people can look at this as a threat or as a, oh, do you think you're better than us? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how do you, how do you um, take care of that? Or how do you navigate being around individuals or maybe spaces that may not understand what you're doing? Because just because Mm -hmm. you know your purpose and you know what you want and you know what you're doing and you're grinding and you're in the gym and you're disciplined and you're consistent, that doesn't mean that everyone else around you is in the same thing. So how do you stay right. focused um, knowing that maybe your family may not understand, people that who, who truly love you, who, you know, helped you also become who you are or friends? How do you balance that? Right. I mean, yeah, it's very tough. Um, I think the most important thing is, is understanding that, well, first you need to understand uh, what you want out of life and understand that whether it's family, friends, some people are going to support you. Some people aren't. And some people will be, you know, they're going to feel intimidated once they see that, you know, you're leveling up. Right. And they have the same opportunity. They're from the same background as you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, he's doing that. Nah, you know, screw that guy. Or, you know, this or that. So it's very challenging to to even, like, handle those things because a lot of times it comes from the people that you truly care about the most. Like your, right. your friends, your family, the people that have been there in your entire life. And those are the people that you want to support you the most. So sometimes when you're leveling up, when, you, when you're on your purpose, when you're, you're building yourself up, it can be very lonely. Right. Because the people that you feel should care about you the most, you know, they're envious towards you. Oh, my goodness. Or, you know, they're, 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 they're pulling you down. <laughs> and then, like, the people that you don't even know like that, they're supporting support you. Supporting you the most. And it's, it's crazy. So it's, it's very difficult to handle that. And to be honest, I'm still actually, you know, navigating through that. It's right. something that I'm still learning. I actually pray to God about it all the time. And what I do is I pray I pray that God helps those people find their purpose. 
All right. So understanding that your purpose is your foundation after God, you know, your purpose is your foundation. That's what keeps you going. That's what helps you stay consistent and disciplined. Um, we also understand that even though that is definitely something that's important, there's a lot of people who just haven't tapped into mm -hmm. that. And so why do you think that is Q? Why do you feel as if sometimes not everyone is going to tap into their purpose right. because as much as you and I have these conversations like nearly on a daily basis, why we do what we do, why we want to be better human beings and better individuals, not only for ourselves, but for, you know, for everyone else around us as well to project that into the world. It's not that important to everyone. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a priority. Right. So why do you think it's important? Well, I think most people don't actually understand what purpose is. And what we would have to do is, you know, pull back a few layers to really, you know, find the root of the issue, right? So mm -hmm. the thing about purpose is purpose isn't a job, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they, lie to, they lie to us and tell us, oh, we got to do this. We got to go to school. We got to make money to find our purpose, to find happiness. But ultimately believe when you pull back those layers is most people are scared. You know, most people, right. you know, you know, most people, when they grow up, they're told, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that. So it's like they have this short, like they have like this lane and they have to stay in that lane. Right. All right. Stepping outside that lane can be very dangerous. You know, hey, you never know. The unknown is very scary. Right. And I think they brainwash us to believe in that. Right. And so we just become like these robots, like these systematic, you know, human beings that right. are just following, you know, everyone else path behind us because that was the safe path. So I think ultimately most people, you know, don't want to find their purpose because they don't truly understand what purpose is. Right. And then also, you know, uh, you know, peer pressure and there's a lot of people, you know, holding them back. You know, if there's a guy that's like, you know what, I'm going to go get my, uh, my CDOs. I want to be a truck driver or I want to, and you know, from there I'm going to start my own truck driving business and I'm going to have a bunch of like employees under me. You know, uh, it comes down to the people you're hanging around, hanging out with. Right. Right. Um, if you're hanging around with people who are, you know, low vibrational, you know, individuals like you always mentioned, people yep. who aren't, uh, you know, ambitious, you know, they're going to pull you down. So the problem with most people, they'll never find their purpose is because they're around the wrong people. They're around people that 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 don't have any drive in life. So all they can do is pull you down. You absolutely. Know? And, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, you are who you're around. And that's why, like I told you guys in the beginning, I really value my friendship, my relationship with Q, because Without even knowing it, we constantly have these conversations and it just becomes who we are. It's not anything to talk about this almost every single day because it's in us, right? But it's because we made a conscious decision to pour into ourselves. You can very easily be around individuals who don't understand what you're doing. Like traveling for work right now, a lot of people don't get why I do what I do. It doesn't make sense. Like, why don't you just get a, a job in your hometown and just work your nine to five and get that apartment or that condo or that house here and just continuously stay in that lane? And nothing is wrong with that. It's just not what I personally want to cap myself at. I don't want to place myself in that box. And Q, I think a lot of times people are forced to be placed into a box. You're either a doctor, you're an engineer, you're a trainer, you're a podcaster, you're a this, you're a that, when really it's we're, we're more than that. We're whatever we inspire ourselves to be. And so to tap into what your purpose is and to really dig deep to figure out who you are, it, it is scary. You're absolutely right. It is very, very scary yeah. because I think it comes with 
having to look at yourself and to recognize that there may be things about who you are that you don't like. Yeah. And so finding your purpose, I, I believe, also comes with a lot of trauma and healing and looking back. If you look at your life and you see that there's a lot of pain that was caused there and you don't know how to navigate through that, you're not going to want to. It's like, I'm not yeah. going to look into that. I'm not going to sit here and think about why I was in Chicago, you know, pumping people's gas to make an extra coin because that that's probably not a, a great memory. I don't know. Maybe at the time it didn't matter, but to sit back and reflect on those things, there's a lot of painful moments, yeah. you know what I mean? Like even in my own life, like there's a lot of things I don't want to think about, but ultimately those are things that help you understand who you are as a person and why you do what right. you do. Cause you didn't have to do that. You could have easily been on the corner right. selling yeah. some, you know? And so choosing to tap into that is a scary thing. Yeah. And saying this, it may ruffle a few feathers, but most people won't find their purpose because the system was created to um, create slaves. The system was made employees to create slaves and, yeah. and employees and people that are going to do what they're told right. and stay within those lanes, right? right? Don't step out those lanes. Mm -mm. They lie to you. They say, oh, you step out those lanes, there's going to be consequences. It's going to be scary. Yes. Oh, no, work this job making $14 an hour. Oh, no, what are you going to do? You got to pay your bills. Yep. You may have kids you got to feed. Mm -hmm. You got insurance. Right. You know, medical, car insurance, health insurance, life insurance. You have this, you have that. Right. So most people... No, they just live life playing it safe. Right. right. And to be honest, finding your purpose, it is a risk. It is. But it's a risk worth taking because Absolutely. once you truly understand the what happiness is, it only can come from one root. Mm -hmm. Happiness isn't working the job, going to school, getting a degree. Now, if you want to be a doctor, that's something that you're you're passionate about. You know, being a doctor is your purpose. I think healing is healing. your purpose. And and that's the thing. I feel like that's for anyone that may be confused, we're not saying don't go to school. We're not saying don't go after your goals. That's not that's not where this is heading. We're saying why do you want to do what you do? Mm -hmm. Right? What is it that inspired you to do that? Because I know people in my life who are only in school because their parents told them you need to go to school but they're there not even understanding why they're stressing themselves to the level that they are and so you start to resent either your family or the process it's not enjoyable and even though it's a very accredited you know profession and career to be in at the end of the day you don't want to burn yourself out giving yourself away into things that don't serve you and so tapping into what does serve you why do you do what you do because like we had a conversation a few days yesterday actually about betting on yourself because that that's a risk you know that you have bills you know you have rent you know you have these things and so to take that risk you can lose a lot but is it really even failure if you get the feedback that you get to push you into and to catapult you into the direction that might change your entire life is it really a failure no it's just feedback on what has worked and what hasn't worked and so i could see why a lot of people wouldn't bet on themselves because imagine if you make a certain amount of money you can't get government assistance it puts you in a box right and so if you're used to living a certain type of way you're not going to want to change that because it it comes with a lot. And I think it's very unfortunate, but even in that space, trying to figure out what still serves you, I believe is very important. It's a very fulfilling life. I mean, going back when I started my self-care journey and my, my healing and everything, if I think to it now, I would never change this for the world. But it's such a fulfilling 
feeling to know that no matter what, you're doing what serves you. You know what I mean? No, yeah, absolutely. And then just to add on to that, um, you know, once you truly, like, really think about it, um, you're going to live your life with a lot of regret if you don't find your purpose. Because eventually, um, and here's the most, here's the biggest issue, and we talk about this all the time, right? Instant gratification, Mm -hmm. you know. People, you know, they'll do something and they'll get rewarded, right, from their their, their, uh, their uh, employer, right? And they'll, you know, they may get a bonus. They may get that raise that they worked right. so hard. You just work, you worked all year to get a 50-cent raise. Right. And, you know, you'll be happy, right, because you were, you were told, hey, you know, do this, do that, you're going to get a raise. And then, like, you know, us humans, you know, we're, we're creatures of, of habit, but we're creatures um, of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, but basically, you know, we like being rewarded. We like we like when our work is uh, is, is being acknowledged. Yeah. We like when we're rewarded for hard work. The problem is you look up and you realize I did all that stuff and I'm only making 50 cent more than the person that just started the job. Right. And in that moment, you're happy until you realize, wait a minute, there's more than life to this. Right. And to be honest, like every day you're just wasting, you know, you're working that job, you know, you're wasting. And I'm not saying hey, go quit your job, but one right. thing I advocate for people is that's what the grind is. Right. You know, you're going to work your nine to five, mm-hmm. but in your spare time, d- d- develop a skill. Right. You know, develop a trade. Learn a new skill that's going to lead to ultimate happiness. You know, find that something that you want to do, something that you can feel fulfillment through. You Absolutely. Know? So let's just say someone's listening to this and they're in this space of not, maybe they're feeling stuck, okay? And they know that they've done what they think is the right thing to do in this life but they just don't feel a sense of fulfillment or a sense of really anything it's just every day there's getting up going to work doing this doing that what would you what would you recommend or what would you say to the person who may be starting off um trying to figure out what they want to do and how they want to find their purpose i would always just tell them like i you know the same thing i went through you know first have an open mind you know, you have to ask yourself, why? Why do you feel the way you feel? Like, why do you feel like the life that you're living isn't enough? Because some people are okay with the bare minimum, minimum right. right? Some people are, are okay with being mediocre. That person that's not okay with that, you know, that's a special person to me because that person understands there's more than to life. And God put that up. in them too. Exactly. You know, like, and and I think, the like, people who understand this, like, it's in them like you feel it it's inside of you you can't help but answer that calling because it's always it's like a whisper you know and after a while that whisper turns into like it's a loud voice loud voice like louder it's, it's and louder now loud. at that point they're just shouting at you and you can't run from it you can't you can't and so you have to pay attention to that because at the end of the day it's there for a reason and so what would you you said you would tell someone that maybe going right. this to well, I mean, they should do some self-reflecting. I Honestly, what I would say is look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Spend five minutes, talk to yourself in the mirror. Really look at yourself. Look right. through the mirror. Look through your eyes. Like, do some soul searching. And then really get out there and try new things. You don't right. know what you may like. Exactly. I, you know, during the pandemic, I was fishing every day. Literally. <laughs> Me and my friend were fishing every day. You yeah. Know? And, I, and it, it wasn't the fishing. It wasn't like, okay, I like fishing. No, I enjoy right. fishing because it's peaceful. But what fishing did for me is it helped me tap into a whole different space of understanding myself, mm-hmm. understanding uh, 
how much I actually love nature. So right. the thing about me is like when I was fishing, I realized something about myself. You know, I love being out outside. I love being I love camping. I love well, I actually knew that for a long time. So fishing didn't really do that. It just made me want to do it more, right. I guess. But um what I would tell that person is to try new things, you know, don't be scared. I think we you know, the thing about humans, we have millions of thoughts run through our head on a daily basis. Right. You're gonna have thoughts about things. The problem is you have two voices in your head. A voice that's motivating you, hey, you can do this, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And you have that voice that's saying, no, nah, play it safe, don't do this, don't do that. Right. Just stay in your little bubble, wake up, work your nine to five, mm-hmm. go home. You know, yeah, go to the gym for an hour, take right. your protein shake and go to sleep and do it all over again, right? Right. Don't listen to that voice. Listen to the voice that, it may seem scary, right? You know, your heart beats a little bit faster. But when that voice says, hey, go take that trip you want to take, mm-hmm. you know, go do this, go do that. And you're like, I don't know, I'm kind of scared. That hesitation you should use that because one thing I've always, um, one thing that was taught at a young age is when you're nervous, when you're unsure of things, that's an opportunity for you to, to grow as a person. Right. You know, you don't grow from standing in your comfort zone. The right. only way you can grow is stepping outside your comfort zone, ultimately expanding your comfort zone. Absolutely. So the best thing I can tell someone is to get outside their comfort zone, try new things. Right. That's the ultimate way for growth. And to go back to, um, what you were saying about fishing, I think what you're pretty much explaining is it's a really a form of meditating. It's a form of getting still and having to sit with your thoughts and having to sit with yourself. That's really what it is. And that's something that I really and ultimately always say on this podcast is I spend a lot of time just being still in whatever that looks like. Because in this day and age, distractions are everywhere. And so to get to a space where you're quiet you only have you and your thoughts and having to figure out what to do with those um, different ideas or emotions, that's a really special space to be in because you can either feel extremely defeated, extremely unmotivated, or you can feel as if, okay, I'm going to take what I believe is happening within me and try to expand on this. And that's something that I feel like you do very well. Something that I think I do very well as, um, as well is just sitting there and understanding or trying to understand why is this happening or why am I thinking of this or why do I want to do this and you were able to tap into that because you put yourself out there and you did go fishing I don't think it's necessarily the act of fishing itself but it's that space same how I love going to yoga it's not because I just love to stretch so much I mean it's great but yoga forces me to be still at least one to two hours of my of my week And that's just once a week and it does so much for me. So imagine if that became a consistent thing, which it is, but it allows you to really tap into who you are. And the more you spend time with yourself, you eliminate distractions, whatever that may mean for you. I think it does show you and it clears out what you do want, what you don't want, because we talk about anxiety, but let's talk about what that's a trigger. Like it's your body telling you something, right? If you are in a space around someone and they make you feel anxious, ask yourself why. Why is it when I'm around this person, I feel a type of way? That's your body talking to you. But we just like to say, oh, it's anxiety, and I need something to control that. And I'm not going to sit here and say um, what you should or shouldn't do, but I'm just saying listen to that and maybe ask yourself more often why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I feeling what I'm feeling? What is it? Because ultimately it does, I believe, help you move into your purpose and into why you're on this earth and what God wants to do, because then God can use you. You know, Q, you've, like I said, you've inspired so many people, whether it be my cousin, myself, 
other people in the community. He doesn't believe me, but people literally come to me like, hey, like, um, I see your best friend, Mr. Calisthenics, you know, working out. And I'm like, yeah, you know, he's really doing his thing. But even just to see someone being very, very consistent with something, it's an inspiration even to those that don't say it to you. So that comes because you've allowed God to work through you. All right, so we've covered so much already. And honestly, Q, this has been an amazing conversation. And I'm just so grateful that you're being so open and transparent about the different things that have inspired you, why you do what you do, what motivates you, what keeps you going. Um, but I'd like to know what's some advice that you were given that's really inspired you and what's some advice that you'd give to someone else listening? Yeah, I mean, the best advice, the advice I've ever heard, and it's very cliche, right? We've all heard it before, but... Um, really just focus on you ultimately um, and, you know, pray and build a relationship with God. I know, you know we've all heard that plenty of times, but that's ultimately the truth. Me personally, when I can really look back and reflect, when I was truly focused on myself, I accomplished so much. You know, I started my own business. You know, I designed and created two trademark logos. Um, I got my own certif- I got my certification. You know, I started training people. Um, so, and that was all done when I was literally just focused on myself. The best advice I can give someone is the same advice I was given. Truly focus on yourself. Tap in to a whole level of greatness because we all have it in us. You have to really sit down and focus and, and, and just think bigger than what was put on you. You know, we have these expectations for ourselves, but people don't understand this. Other people also put expectations on us as well. And some of those expectations are really small. And if, if people really understood how other people thought about them, it'll piss them off. And I understand that a lot of people have doubted me in life. And that will ultimately motivates me. That's, that's what ultimately motivated me. So the best advice I can give you is focus on yourself. Don't worry about what people have to say. Don't worry about what people are doing. Because ultimately, it's not going to matter at the end. If you focus on yourself and truly tap into your own greatness, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're going to be more happier than, than you, you can even imagine. So how how do you shut off those noises? Because like you're right, you know, whenever you're focusing on yourself, there's always going to be someone or something mm-hmm. that discourages or, you know, those little those yeah. little comments like who you think you are or, oh, you think you think you're doing something right. or, OK, Mr. Mr. I want to work out and go to the gym all the time. Yeah. Like, how do you not get discouraged? Because well, sometimes people, that can I think like yeah. the um the whole imposter syndrome of. You know, you want to be great. You want to tap into being your best self. But sometimes you may even be your own worst enemy. Like, am I actually, am I capable of doing this? Am I, am I like taking on too much? Like, how do you shut off those noises? Yeah, what people don't understand is like, you know, I struggled a lot with some mental health issues when I was younger, stemming from what, what uh, allowing people words, allowing words to get to me, allowing what people thought about me to really affect me. I used to go home. And sometimes I would literally write down what people would say to me. And really? I wasn't, yeah, for real. This is when I was younger, um, like when I was a teenager. Now, I didn't write those things down as motivation. I wrote those things down because I was, I'm like, damn, this is true, you know. Oh, really? So like, you, you I was, internalized I thinking, it. I was, I was internalized and I would write it down like, damn. And then I would like start to believe it. So I, you know, would start, you know, becoming really depressed. So I used to really care what people used to think. Uh, what truly helped me tap into just a whole level of greatness for myself is I, I realized one thing. At the end of the day, you know, people are going to say what they want about you. Words are just words. At the end of the day, no one really cares. They, everyone's truly focused on themselves or at least trying to be. Right. right. Someone can be laughing at you one day, haha, this and that. 
blah, blah, blah. And then they'll, you know, try to be your friend the next day. And they'll forget that they were making fun of you the previous day. You know, if, and my thing is this. If that person can nonchalant or they can just, you know, whatever, just joke about certain things, maybe it's a big deal to you. To them, it's not a big deal, right? right? So you go home and you internalize those things like I did, right, when I was younger, and you hold on to that stuff. That person's at home eating pizza, watching TV, laughing. They're not, <laughs> not even thinking about it. The, the next day, right. they forgot. But the next day, you hold on. You carry that, and then you keep carrying it, and eventually it snowfalls, and it kind of affects with your confidence. You become insecure. You become self-aware of everything. You know, you may have a, you know, I had a pimple on my nose when I was 14. Someone said something about it. I went home in the mirror, and I just kept looking at myself. I looked at myself in the mirror for like an hour straight. Wow. You know, that pimple, of course, went away. And, you know, a few days later, I still had the pimple. No one cared. You know, people made their comments about it. But eventually people were like, OK, yeah, whatever. Like, So you right. can't allow those things to affect you because at the end of the day, people are actually really focused on themselves. They'll say something about you, but, you know, it's 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 not it's not it's not nothing to they definitely don't be like me. Right. But it's it's, it's not anything to to take and and to hold it in. That's that's what they believe. So don't so, allow that to uh, truly don't allow it to affect you. I, I really, I really hear you. But that's easier said than done, Q. I mean, you're saying this now as a healed version of yourself. But as that kid, being a teenager, I mean, it, it probably felt impossible. It probably felt like you were never going to see the day of not having to internalize what others feel or say about you. So, mm-hmm. someone who may be struggling with something similar. What advice would you give them right now, despite it being the focusing on yourself? Because I'm sure that they're trying to, right? right? Like really putting the effort to be like, hey, I really just don't want to internalize what that person said about me. You you still do. You still think about it. It's still there. So what would you say to someone who might be dealing with that right now? Maybe not even as a teenager, as an adult. Because we we're in our twenties, right? So we still we we're trying to figure this life thing out. And there's a lot of things that may work, may not work, and we may be hard on ourselves. So what would you say to someone yeah, dealing I think with that? Ultimately, what it comes down to is understanding like your social settings. Uh, one mm. of the pieces of advice uh, that someone told me that I really that really has stuck with me is you are a sum of the five people that you hang out. Hang okay, with. here we go. So, this is my time. <laughs> this is my stuff right here. <laughs> so really think about the people that you're around. Are those people um, uplifting you? Are those people right. inspiring? Are those people motivating? Do those people have things that... Um, that they got going on in their lives that mm-hmm. you can be inspired and motivated from. Right. You know, are those are those people actually genuine people who want to see you succeed? Right. You know, when you're struggling, you know, they're they're lifting you up, bro. You got this, sis. You got this. Right. You know, or 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 are those people tearing you down? So I think each person they need to take a step back and truly look at the people in their lives, the people they hang out with the most, and say and say, are these is this person good for me? Does this person have my best intentions? Right. Is this someone that I can look at when I'm having a bad day, when I'm struggling, and saying, right. dang, that he's getting to it, she's getting to it. That's my friend. You right. know. You know, are those people in your circle? And if not, you have to remove yourself from whatever circle you're in and focus on yourself. Go through the 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 the, the self love journey. Right. You know, I, I ultimately believe you cannot be happy until you learn how to be happy alone. You have to yes. get to the point where you love yourself so much that you don't need anyone around you. Because yeah. once you get to that point, you that's what true happiness comes from. And then you'll be able to. And then not just be able to, but you'll find like-minded individuals like yourself Absolutely. that want the same things in life. Absolutely. So you really just have to look at the people that you're around. Are those people motivating you or are those people pulling you down? Right. So I would, that's the best advice I can tell someone in terms of 
um, like, you know, mental health, allowing, you know, people, uh, words or their actions to affect them. Just look at the people you're around right. and you have to make a decision to, to cancel people out of your life. And I know we're sitting here and we're talking about canceling people out of our lives if they don't serve us, if they, they're pulling us back and they're truly a liability. If we're being, if we're being honest, it's a, this person in my life is a liability. One, recognizing that, but then also making the toughest decision, which is removing them. And I guess it, it really depends mm -hmm. on who you're talking to. But for me, I think it's really tough because I really value my friendships. I value my relationships. And so to remove someone out of my life, I mean, it hurts me so bad where I would rather just give someone the benefit of the doubt over and over and over again and ignore all the red flags before cutting someone out. But at the end of the day, that right there is not self-love. That is not showing up for yourself. That is not going to serve you or help you move into the direction of being a better, a better version of yourself. And so how do you navigate removing individuals out of your life and what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, it can definitely be tough, especially like in the beginning process of doing those things. I, I think when you truly start to, you know, do the self-improvement, the self-care, when you really start to love yourself, understand the person that you are, it, you know, removing people out of your life, it becomes easy. Right. Like I said, I just canceled a lot of people in my life. I don't really be around a lot of people. I spend most of my time either working, getting money or, right. you know, being by myself. I had friends I had to cut off. You know, in January, you know, two, three weeks. Twenty twenty three? Literally twenty twenty three. Okay, I cut you off get into it. <laughs> um, because I'm not gonna be around anyone that doesn't respect me. You know, I love myself right. way too much to tolerate any BS from anybody. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is the largest online therapy service, and you can get 10% off by using my code at betterhelp.com -E slash Sophia, S-O-F-Y-A. What an amazing conversation. I mean, I'm just so blessed. Like I mentioned to begin this podcast, I'm so blessed to have Q in my life, like, it's not every day you find friends or people around you who care about bettering themselves, have self-awareness. They constantly work on who they want to become and they continuously pour into themselves. Like it's not easy attracting the tribe that's meant for you or attracting people that are meant for you. Um, I know it's not the easiest thing to do. So I consider myself so, so blessed. And I just really thank you for coming on and sharing your time with me and sharing all your knowledge and your experiences and being so transparent. This conversation is gonna, it's, it's very helpful. I mean, I learned a lot. Granted, I know Q and I've been around him, like I said, for almost five years. And so we always have these conversations, like this is an everyday thing, but truly I know for some, a lot of you are gonna be super enlightened and a lot of you are going to get to just know my friends and get to understand from a male's perspective what it looks like to tap into yourself and what self-care looks like for a man and you know the different things that they struggle with and i think that that's very very important because at the end of the day the foundation of this podcast is to grow to love ourselves to care for ourselves in many different ways you know and so I'm going to end this podcast um, by asking you, 2023, it's a new year. What, what do you want to accomplish this year, Q? Like, what do you, what do you want for yourself? What's your, what's your number one, number one thing? 
my number one thing is to get to it, get to the bag, um, you know, continue to, to grow in my business, um, you know, continue to build on my family relationships, you know, become stronger as a unit. Um, I would say one of the big things as far as my social life uh, is kind of decreasing who I'm around. Like, I don't want to have many friends. I'm going to have a small circle. Right, so, like being very intentional about yeah, who you very, have. Yeah, very intentional about who's around me because right. I'm not going to allow anyone that that's not that's not trying to do better for themselves be around me. I don't want to be around anyone that's not ambitious. I'm not trying to be around anyone that that's not, you know, like trying to fulfill their purpose. So for me, you know, uh, some personal goals, like as far as I had to put numbers to, is, you know, make my first 100K, you know, make my first 100,000 this year. Claiming it. Um, another goal for me is to um, to really uh, launch um, my uh, my fall and uh, summer apparel, um, and then get my Instagram page running, hopefully, you know, by after my birthday. So, you know, Unicorn Fitness Fam, um, check me out on YouTube, just type in Unicorn Fitness Fam. Um, when I get the website up, unicornfitnessfam.com, you know, check out the merch, um, and those are like my main goals this year and to just keep growing as a person, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You know, I love you so very much and I just thank you for, for everything. Like you are truly an incredible friend and, you know, I'm gonna give you your flowers right now and just say, I'm just super grateful for you. Like I said, this guy's known me for almost five years and he's seen it all, y'all. <laughs> like I'm saying, the tears, the happy moments, the sad moments, just just been there and not judging me, just really showing up for me. And I, I really do not wanna minimize how important that is. Like it is, it's a very special thing to have someone around you who is genuine, who cares, and just understands that there's, there's just love there. And so I'm just really, really grateful. And um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Bye.